0: on this week's episode xbox loses its first battle star wars finds another jedi survivor and what's going on at CinemaCon? all this and more as we reach our next stop the pcc multiverse don't be alarmed See multiverse. This is Gerald Glassford right there, right there, yeah, right there, right there from Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there. List all of our great shows, and if you can, please give us that magical five-not like John Cena, you can't see me, but five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe. That's right. Subscribe if you're on YouTube to get the latest notifications on when we're doing something really good on the air, like having another great interview, a state of pro wrestling, or you never know, we might even drop in another episode of Vason, like we did last weekend. So catch it here, but you'll only be able to know when by subscribing today on YouTube. Plus, again, if you could like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Insights, Sports, Fantasy Football, the Lakers, Fast Break, Vampires, and Vitae, Wizards and Wine with Wild Beyond the Witchlight. And you know what? They're all having fun there all the time. So go ahead and check them out wherever you get your podcasts, plus also on YouTube as well. Pop Culture Cosmos dot wordpress.com and pop culture cosmos on facebook where we put the latest news and trends in pop culture right there for you and you got to see a lot of good stuff and hear a lot of good news about CinemaCon this past week right there for you at the pop culture cosmos on facebook and if you could do all of that it is sincerely appreciated but it wouldn't be a pcc multiverse without my good friend and my evil conspirator in kind <laughs> they hear the scarier <laughs> laugh. Come on, go ahead. Oh my gosh, that's it's
1: about that's, that's about all I got.
0: That's more evil than mine. I wonder why. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe I should ask Robbie.
1: Robbie Maybe.
0: Maybe. Why is her laugh so evil? He's probably gonna just run right out of the room. Yeah, but it was, is If he was yeah. smart,
1: he would decline to comment. He is smart. He's he is smart. That yes. is true.
0: Yes. But it is a young lady. you got to go ahead and catch today on Vason on the Pop Culture Cosmos as they're taking care of a great new adventure right there for you. Plus also as well, Wizards of Wine with Wild Beyond the Witchlight, whether it's the Halifax or Las Vegas tables. And of course, what she does as she actually plays up on that smart guy, Robbie Ross at Vampires of Vitae. It is a good friend indeed. It is. Melinda Barkhouse Ross and Melinda... I wish we were doing this on the floor of the Caesars convention areas because we would be talking nonstop with actors and directors alike at CinemaCon. But you know what? Here's not bad at all as well.
1: Yeah, no, we'll get there. We'll get on the floor. I've got I've got people. I just, I'm sorry. I, have to, I forgot to reach out to them again this year. All
0: right. All right, well, if we could do it around January or February-ish, because yeah. that's how long they need the lead way in order for get us, get us there. Right. Again, I told you, that's the holy grail. The two holy grails left for me in conventions, because I've been to conventions all over the West Coast. There's only right. two left, Comic-Con and Cinebacon. If I could get into those two, my bucket list for conventions is complete. So there you go. Uh,
1: I have set a reminder for January 8th of
0: 2024. <laughs> okay. Sounds just, good.
1: Just to let you know, it's in there. It's in the calendar. It's officially yeah. going to happen.
0: So I'm going to try and stay alive to that point, so <laughs> that you know, just this random time. Oh, time to go ahead and get your. Oh, wait, he's dead. Oh well, I guess oh. I'll go have fun at CinemaCon myself. Come on, Robbie, let's go. <laughs> You'd be with us in spirit. There you go. Yes, absolutely. Your headset. Absolutely, indeed. But it is CinemaCon. <laughs> It is here. We're going to talk about what all the movies that were debuted by the studios shown off with either footage, trailers, or a couple cases actually showed off the entire film, just like last year when Top Gun Maverick wowed the crowd at CinemaCon. So we'll talk about that here for the first bit on the front end of the show. The back end of the show, a major decision was made by the UK in regards to Activision and their pending which is now very much pending, purchased by Xbox. What happened? And does Xbox still have a chance, an opportunity to go ahead and get this thing done? We'll talk about that in a bit as well. Plus also, speaking of video games, Star Wars <laughs> Jedi Survivor, as we get a sequel to one of the most popular Star Wars games that have been made in quite some time. That is coming out this week. In fact, it already has come out, so you're probably playing it right after you listen to this, so we'll talk about that as well. And then also on the show, I want to go ahead and not forget about Disney+, Plus that comes out this weekend. If you're into it, it's another Peter Pan and Wendy-type deal, type movie, type TV show, type series, type movie, type special, types everything you want to say. It is a movie that's coming out to Disney+. Plus. We'll, see, we'll talk about if you want to go ahead and check it out, and we'll talk about that on the show as well. But first, my friend, it is CinemaCon. Whew. Daddy, I tell you, a lot <laughs> of good stuff coming from there. Every major studio showed off a ton of footage there, I think your eyeballs would be bleeding if you were there right now. If we were there right now, I know my eyeballs would probably be just like, like my eyelids would be peeled uh, like on the wrong side of my head after all the footage I got to see in advance. Only a couple of those trailers have actually been released out to the public, and we've got them on the Facebook page for Pop Culture Cosmos. So I will say, though, that there's been a ton of footage and as far as a lot of excitement. They all look good in short bursts. But before I give you the rundown and everyone out there, the rundown on all the stuff that was actually shown, or, or at least I'm going to say a good portion of it per se, what are your thoughts on CinemaCon and what you've heard so far? Uh,
1: I mean, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of stuff that, you know, I, I may have some conflicted feelings on. Like I've, I'm hearing how good the Flash movie is.
0: Mm-hmm. That was the first thing. and they And that was one of the few actual trailers uh additional trailers that did get released this week to the public
1: yeah i mean it's wonderful to see uh michael keaton's batman back on the big screen please don't get me wrong there but uh you know with everything that's been going on with ezra miller i i'm just not sure what it is that uh is I, i just don't know what the difference is between ezra miller versus any of the other celebrities who have done rumored to even to have done stuff and we have proof and evidence and arrests. And, and Ezra Miller is still, uh, you know, able to, to not just keep his role, but, you know, still have his movie and and all of that stuff. Sorry. Still have their movie and and all of that stuff. So it's baffling to me. I'm so confused by it. I'm glad for Michael Keaton that the movie is getting good reviews. Uh, I guess I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm feeling very conflicted about the whole thing, to be honest.
0: TJ Johnson, he was trying to go ahead and and let me know about how good the reviews were. And I said, yeah, I heard. I heard on that. But don't ask me to be really invigorated by going to see this because, A, it's been a relation to the mediocres to sub-mediocre DC movies that have been produced for the most part for the past seven, eight years and then also, as well, although there is some there is some there is some good movies, I mean, obviously we can conclude the Batman was pretty good. Uh we conclude the Joker movie was actually really good. So there's some outliner, the original Wonder Woman I thought was enjoyable. So there's some outliers on some good some of the movies, but for the most part, they've had some very uneasy results. And so I, I guess what what I'm trying to say is, I'm not, and I will not, and I cannot be as eager to go see The Flash no matter how good the reviews are because of what uh, the movie represents and what the movie has, uh, I guess, uh, taken place before. What has taken place before this movie starts and what what will take place after this movie starts. I really just am really kind of concerned. It's still got that feeling for me like a lame duck movie.
1: Simply adding Michael Keaton to the movie gives me incentive to go and see it. You know, uh, and I'm I'm sure there are other people out there who who do feel the same way. So, but it does, you know, with the stuff that I've seen, and it's not just you know critics and and stuff like that who have managed to see the movie. You know, I'm I'm starting to see stuff from, you know, average Q public who has managed to see it, and they're all raving about it as well. So. Just that alone tells me that it's going to be something good because I know that we're not the only people having the conversation around Ezra Miller um, either. I know there are a lot of people who do also feel a little bit conflicted about it and uh, wanting to not, and not necessarily wanting to support a movie with uh, an actor uh, in the main role who has been up to some of the stuff that Ezra Miller has been up to. But you know, I'm caught god am i cautiously optimistic i don't know I'm, i don't know what the answer is i'm just i'm feeling wishy-washy about it gerald and i can't
0: you and i both you yeah, and I, both. I
1: just i'm just having a hard time with a hard yes or a hard no if, if i'm floating somewhere in the ether between the two
0: i can't say i can't say i blame you a bit and again it's because of the fact that not only what ezra miller has done but also as well this whole Snyderverse relation to where yeah. you know where not only Zack Snyder didn't get the chance to finish out his his vision, but the mediocre ups and downs that we've had from those movies mm. in his whole Snyderverse in the first place. And then the fact that how much of it what we're seeing now, how much of what we're seeing in the near future with Aquaman to the Batman two. Uh, even Constantine how much of that will be carried over into the James Gunn universe when he specifically outlined the fact that most of that stuff is just going to be legacy stuff that's going to be forgotten about 10 years from now so i really don't know how much i want to get invested in the flashpoint but i know i will at some point check it out just because again of the advanced word has been so strong
1: yeah maybe the answer is just wait till it's on streaming maybe that's maybe that's the answer with it Although I do, I do seem to recall uh, during CinemaCon that there were, I want to say, two movie companies that came out and said, "Sorry, but we're not doing this—the this straight to streaming thing."
0: They all came out, but this time they're no longer. Oh, they, they all, all said, did that, did they? They all had like a CEO. Almost virtually all of them had a CEO because. Now it's convenient to go ahead and show everything in the movies because, of course, the COVID, everything is relating to COVID. Has as almost virtually everything has been lifted, restrictions, you know, requirements. All those things have, have been tried to be, for the most part, been put behind us here in North America, or at least in the United States part. And then, you know, for that, you had all of these different CEOs, uh, you know, especially Warner Brothers, which had which did the straight to streaming and and really popularized it during during COVID and had several movies go straight to HBO max or day and date with HBO max and the movies out there. They basically were trying to kiss a lot of booty to the theater owners out there this week, along with Disney, along with, you know, every one of them, whether it was a big star or a big CEO, they all guaranteed that all of their great projects or the projects that they believe in would go straight to the theaters first even to the point where Netflix and Apple are starting to lean that way as well with giving them more exclusive windows with certain movies before they hit those streaming outlets.
1: Yeah, I think it's really too bad, honestly. I liked the, the day and date. I know it wasn't you know financially good for the movies, but I, I, I like anything that gives me an excuse to not have to put on a pair of pants and leave my house. You know, like I'm, I'm all for that. So I'm a little bit sad that, uh, you know, the, the the big companies have said no to going directly to streaming and stuff. It's kind of a bummer for me. But, you know, it, it financially, it makes sense. And if we want to continue, I guess, to see movies the way that we have seen movies, then we've got to start going back to the movie theater.
0: Thanks for checking out the PCC, you know, the pop culture cosmos. We'll be back in one moment. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. One of the last movies that they showed so far this week was actually reveal that they actually did make public and it's available now on facebook at pop culture cosmos is the hunger games the ballad of songbirds and snakes the prequel, prequel to yeah. yep the entire story of the hunger games i don't know how long they're going to stretch this one out as far as that's concerned but yeah that one looks like they're going to set up for another long road of movies for that one so if you're really into the Hunger Games, that's obviously going to be something you're going to be interested in. But yeah, just I, I, I can list down all the stuff as far as off the top of my head, or what I saw, or what I heard about. You talk about it, you know, Universal, Disney, Paramount, Sony, all these different uh, companies, all these different major movie studios talking about what they're doing, all these different stars that showed up. Whether like you said, like I said, was the Hunger Games that were showing up as far as the bout of Sonbergs and Snakes, Martin Scorsese, the great Martin Scorsese, he he was there showcasing Killers of the Flower Moon. He unveiled a teaser at CinemaCon there. John Krasinski, A Quiet Place. I think Day One is what it's called. Uh, that one extends the Quiet Place, uh, I guess, uh, movie universe that it's in. So that's what he talked about there, and then also announced a movie if that's going to come that he's got in development. Announced a few stars for that. There's also talk of a dodgeball reunion with Vince Vaughn starring. So that was also confirmed as being done as well. But a ton of things that were shown off from Craven the Hunter, from all the as far as that the new the new movies from Disney that are coming out, including Wish, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, which is coming out next week. So many more extended views. The Marvels was given a look. Wicked with Ariana Grande, the first look at her on screen in that movie as far as that musical that's coming out. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1. That's one I want to see. That's near the top of my list. And, in fact, I want to let everybody know next week, you and I, we start our summer movie preview is next week. Just let you know. Because guess what comes next week? Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and that kicks off the summer movie season the first week of May. So right. got to go ahead and talk about that. But so many movies, all as far as the new movies, as far as new Kung Fu Panda that's coming out, uh, Trolls, Smurfs, those movies, those family-friendly movies, those were talked about as far as different stars, talking about the various roles in there. Just so many things that were talked about. My gosh, too numerous to mention, but I'm going to try and, and mention more anyways. But there's, there's Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, Christopher Mm. Nolan talked about Oppenheimer and, and talked about not only about the man himself that they based the movie off of, but actually showed off some footage from there as well. All this great stuff that shows that everybody is taking a concerted effort. I'm sorry about this, Melinda, but a concerted effort to bring all these movies to theaters first.
1: Yeah. And like I said, I, I understand the reasoning. It doesn't mean I have to be happy with it. (laughs) (laughs) You know,
0: it is, it's okay now to go around in public in your pajamas. My Um, kids do it, you know, the kids do it all the time around my kid's age.
1: I mean, it, it may maybe it was different here in uh, Las Vegas, but back in my hometown, it was always okay. We'd be going to school okay. in our pajama but pants. It,
0: it's the thing now. It's the thing now. Pajama yeah. pants. Actually, the school where my girls had to go had to kind of ban it and say no. But yeah, because mm. people were going all the time too much in pajama bottoms. So yeah, yeah there you go. I mean, so comfy, you could just comfy, head and grab your smart Robbie Rob, very smart Robbie Rob, as we indicated earlier. Grab yep. him. And if he's smart, he's going to say, OK, let's go pajama bottoms all to the movie theater.
1: Well, yeah, I guess I could. do. There's still the problem of having to leave my house, though. There's so many people out there. I'm just kidding. It's not really that bad, but it's just it's taken me a lot to get to the movie theater for some reason. One movie that might do it this year is Dune, and we're finally uh, well, they got a tra- the trailer for the next Dune movie,
0: and so. they show that off at CinemaCon Dune yeah. Part Two. Uh, both Timothée Chalamet, his hair, mm-hmm. and also as <laughs> well. That's an inside joke, I keep telling my my daughters, yeah, Timothée Chalamet was there, plus his hair, the co star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Zendaya was also there after she did a set at Coachella, which was awesome, but from what I was told, yes, yeah, she was also there at CinemaCon. Just so many good things to look at. Plus, also, Timothee Chalamet showed off his upcoming Willy Wonka movie, Wonka. So, that was also shown off as well. Just so many great movies. Again, Wicked Part 1 with Ariana Grande. That was also shown off by Universal. Fall Guy with Ryan Gosling. The Barbie movie was shown off in more detail. Uh, Just some other focus features. Got a a uh, chance to go ahead and show off Driveaway Dolls, The Holdovers, and the last installment of My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, you know, and of course, Asteroid City, which I think we talked briefly about the other week, Wes Anderson's movie, which, if you have not yes. seen the trailer yet, is really... How should I say? Wes Anderson? Yeah, I think it's very... It's re- it's very very Wes symmetrical, Anderson. yeah. Yes, yeah. it's very Wes Anderson ish, and Tom Hanks is in it, and, and Scarlett Johansson. It, it really looks like it's going to be a fun time, of course. Fast X was shown off with Vin Diesel, and the big news was that he was going off from what the teleprompter said. He was just talking about stuff from the heart about you know, trying to kiss butt again to the theater owners. Uh, you know, we're doing it all for you, we're coming back, we're going to make you happy, la la la. And everybody, of course, cheered about that, and again. It's about driving the business towards back towards the theaters. I cannot say I blame them. Absolutely, it's a great sign for people who love to go to the movies that, that these movies are coming back again because one of the things we have seen uh, in the past recent years that we've talked about on the show is that certain movies – are not coming back to the theaters as prevalent as they once were. Certain rom-coms, certain adult movies, movies are geared for older audiences. Yeah, uh, not adult, fan-
1: not adult movies, but movies yeah. like rated R.
0: Yeah, not yeah, but movies yeah. like rated R, but also like older generation movies, right. uh, family fun movies, family you know more a lot of animated movies. I think think Super Mario Brothers has eased the tension for a lot of movie uh, theater owners out there because I think. With the, the bad returns of Lightyear mm-hmm. and the bad returns of Strange World last year, that really got people thinking about, will families go back to the theaters and droves? And with Super Mario Brothers movie, they certainly have. So I think coming off that high, leading into CinemaCon this week, I think it's been a really, really a great week for CinemaCon. And I know there's a lot more to tell when it comes to what was shown off there.
1: Yeah, it'll be a couple more days, I think, before we really get to the the bottom of the basket of everything that happened and was announced and was shown and was talked about uh, at CinemaCon. So uh, there probably be more for us to talk about again next week too.
0: Oh well, I don't. Well, we're going to be doing a lot of that on our movie preview, our summer movie preview that's going to come next week. So I'm looking forward to going ahead and covering exactly like you said a lot of that. Illumination, after striking it rich with Super Mario Brothers, which is Universal. Uh, They now come back and announced at CinemaCon Migration, which has an all-star cast attached to it. Of course, when I talked about Disney, not only GOTG3 was shown off a little bit in more detail and grand scope, but also as well, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Harrison Ford debuted a lot more footage for that movie, so that was shown off there. Uh, Also, again, I mentioned Disney's Wish. Which is a, a great animated feature, which they showcased off at CinemaCon as well. Some some great things that they've shown off all over the place. You know, when you talk about a haunting in Venice, which Kenneth Branagh' uh, latest Agatha Christie movie, the haunting in Venice. Because I was wondering if after the last Kenneth Branagh uh, Agatha Christie movie, that was going to continue. I wasn't sure if the the returns were going to be enough to warrant a third one, but it looks like it has
1: yeah, this one is gonna wrap up the trilogy. Uh, yeah. there's been this will be the third one of those. And so I'm excited for that. I didn't realize, duh, that it was <laughs> that's how thick I am sometimes, Gerald. I didn't realize that all of these movies were Agatha christie. where did How did I miss that?
0: Yeah, but all three of them, I mean, again, all the first two, I thought they were both good. Uh, I know that some people say eh, compared to the uh, Daniel Craig murder mystery movies so the knives out movies i think there's a comparison between those two because they came out in relatively you know the same time frame yeah. to each other so you could talk about which one is better whatnot but i'm glad both uh, have been able to prosper enough to where there's actually again like we're seeing with kenneth Verana's, uh haunting in venice that will come out like you said as far as the trilogy is concerned so that will come out later this year in september but it was shown off a lot of footage at CinemaCon this past week
1: and I did see Michelle Yeoh in that movie. I wasn't imagining that, right?
0: I believe that is correct. I'm going to see right. Yep. Michelle Yeoh. Yep. Yeah. She's in everything. She's My girl. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, the things. Oh, oh yeah. She, she's done this, all the stuff because of Academy Award. No. Yeah, she no. has been very active the past five years. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. she was doing a lot of movies along mm-hmm. with Star Trek Discovery showing up now and then. And then some other stuff as well. So yeah, she has been super busy, Crazy Rich Asians. Every, I think ever since that, she's really kicked off yeah. a really busy schedule for her. She is prospering heavily ever since that movie. And then winning an Academy Award for Everything Everywhere All at Once is now exceeding that because she's been announced as being part of other new projects this week at CinemaCon.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. And now that she has that Oscar, you can back the Brinks truck up when yes. you're talking to miss yell
0: <laughs> that's what we love to say here <laughs> yes. at the pop culture cosmos yep back out that brings truck pixar's elemental was shown off with more footage i'm really hoping for a rebound for pixar which had the highs of turning red and then had the lows of Lightyear. so i'm hoping for a rebound with elemental i'm really hoping for them because you know not only do i have a personal invested interest as far as a good friend that does work with pixar but Also, because of the fact it's just been a great company that has provided children of all ages, so many good memories over the years. So I'm hoping for something like that coming about for Elemental, that they can create a new IP off that. They talked about, again, Wish, which is going to star a lot of actually famous actors and voices, including Chris Pine, where we haven't heard yet, yes or no, on a sequel to Dungeons & Dragons. It will probably top out at North America right around 95-ish million dollars. So I don't know if that's the magic number to get a sequel lit, green lit yet. So we'll have to wait and see. But again, the Marvel's wish. Little Mermaid, uh, you know, Melissa McCarthy is showing her villainous character. She was there showing off uh, a lot of footage from Little Mermaid. Haunted Mansion. A ton more stuff was shown off there from Disney. And then, again, Sony was showing off a ton of stuff as well. So just truly a lot of footage, a lot of movies to get excited about. So much uh, to talk about, you know, if we were there. And obviously, even if we're not, there, still so much to talk about indeed. But anything else that sticks out to you as far as something you might actually get out of the house put on some uh, maybe either pajama bottoms or non-pajama bottoms and go out and check out and see.
1: Well, um, honestly, um, I I do think that uh, the elemental movie uh, from Pixar, I, I think that that looks fun to me. I, might go see that i, I don't that's know.
0: geared towards young adults or teenagers actually because it's yeah. like a, it's like a dating movie you know it's where the boy meets the girl the boy falls mm-hmm. in love the only thing that they're like uh really they're opposites of either each other because one is liquid one is fire right. uh, i understand that might people might interpret that as probably being like ethnic relations as far as two different people from two different backgrounds meeting up and hitting it off and the different things that they have to overcome in order for that to work out so uh, I, I'm just happy that it looks like it's hopefully going to be a good story. You know, with with Pixar, it's going to have a tearjerker ending, as always.
1: Oh my gosh, they always deliver on that. And I, there was something about. Wouldn't it
0: be funny if the tearjerker ending was was uh, I think the the girls water and the guy is fire that the girl puts out the guy.
1: No, stop! No, that's not how it's going to go. <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that immediately I thought, anyway, was how much uh, the characters reminded me of, just visually, uh, the characters from, uh, oh no, the emotion one. That was all emotions. Anger oh, inside, and out. Joy. inside Inside Out, yes, thank you. I Just the characters, the way that they were animated reminded me a lot of Inside Out, which, mm-hmm. if you're going to emulate anything that you've done in the past, it might as well be one of your greatest,
0: so... Oh, but that was a that was a tearjerker of all tearjerkers. Oh, that man. that that swung, I think, a little bit too far in the tearjerker direction. But it was yeah. still, like you said, a very good movie. It was, it's still one of the better ones. But yeah, yeah I, I, I agree with you on that. I just it was just so disheartening, so sad. But need I digress? But so many great uh, movies were showcased off this week at CinemaCon. I think for me, obviously, I think the number one movie I thought coming out of there, I'd still want to see is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, seeing how that lines up. But Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part One. I loved that first trailer that came out last year, and I'm looking forward to seeing that one as well.
1: Oh, am I over Tom Cruise? I am. Maybe I don't know. I know that there's a lot of people who are like, "What are you even talking about? Being over Tom Cruise? Are you kidding me right now with that?" But no, I, I really am. I I don't know that
0: I. Is it
1: because of the big six zero? No, I don't think that it's because of that. I I just I I think does he just need to? No, I don't think going away for a little while is the answer. Because didn't he do? He's just recently done that, right? Like he's just kind of coming back to movies at this point. I don't know. There's just something off-putting about about Tom for me these days. I can't quite put my finger on it. I don't know what it is. But there's just something. And I'm like, eh, uh, uh, Amy. Amy. That might be a movie that I wait until it comes out on cable to see.
0: We'll see what happens. But, yeah, a lot of buzz coming out this year from CinemaCon. If you have any thoughts on CinemaCon, please let us know. PopCultureCostics at Yahoo.com. Rob McCallum Films is back with a vengeance. Power of Grayskull, the definitive history of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, which chronicles the ultimate 80s billion-dollar franchise, Masters of the Universe. See exclusive interviews and hear untold stories from the people responsible for creating the world of Eternia, a place full of magic and science, and learn about the craft of creating action figures and animation. Power of Grayskull is just one of our many projects at Rob McCallum Films. Well, my friend, still much more to talk about on today's program. Before we get into the heavy stuff and you laugh in my face for 20 minutes on Xbox, I want to go ahead and talk about a video game system that's coming out to all the major platforms this week. And that is Star Wars Jedi Survivor, the sequel to a very successful Star Wars video game, one of which the Star Wars series had really not had in quite some time as far as a good game that was lauded by critics and actually sold very well first off. This one is a sequel to that. It's also getting really strong ratings as well. Is this something you might be interested in checking out? It's deep. It's it's filled with a lot of stuff that you can go ahead and do. It is on one planet only, but it is a very planet that you get to go ahead and check out and do a lot of good things.
1: The gameplay footage that I have seen of, of this game looks like exactly the play style that I like. You know, it, it doesn't. I mean, seem... Fallen
0: Order, Jedi Fallen Order, was a huge hit for them.
1: Yeah, it it really. I mean, with the the just the fact that it's not a first person shooter for me is you know all I'm <laughs> notoriously terrible at them. So I'm always glad when a, a big uh, game drops that's not a first person shooter. So uh, that made me really happy. But I mean, uh, as we all know, m- my really big. Uh, game purchase this year is going to be, like, the the top whatever I can order for Diablo 4. Like, I'm going all in, so it might and be the know, only I video know. game I can get this year. I don't know, but, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I'm excited.
0: You should be excited yeah. because it looks like it's going to be a great game. It's going to be look like something that's that a lot of people are going to enjoy. It looks like it's going to be another big hit for for Xbox, PlayStation. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be something I think a lot of people are going to go ahead and check out. I'm really looking forward to going ahead and seeing how well this will stack up against Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Because Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, it's a A game for Respawn. Respawn is obviously one of the better video game developers that's out there. But a lot of people may, not, may or may not have thought that this game was going to actually do as well as it did the Fallen Order five years ago. And, and, and just you know talk about how well it did, but it is doing really well. It has done really well, and this this game, I suspect, Jedi Survivor as a sequel, I think with the kind of good to very good grades that it's getting from the critics, it's going to do much more beyond that.
1: I don't know that there. I mean. Okay, traditionally speaking, there it's really hard to miss when you're talking about Star Wars anything, right? Uh-huh. This game looks great. Uh, the, the graphic looks great. The gameplay looks nice and smooth. Um, you don't have to start from scratch because uh, you're playing the same character that you were playing in, in the previous game. So uh, you pick him up. You don't have to. There's no like amnesia storyline where you've got to remember how to push with the force and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, you just kind of jump in with that same skill set that you ended the last game with, and then you you just rock on out through it. It's great. It's, it's really smart. That's smart video game making, if you ask me.
0: So for now, you're just go with Diablo 4, but as you and I both know, anything that comes out now will most likely be discounted later this year when it comes to Black Friday. So this could see a steep cut beyond its $70 initial price point. Any thoughts on picking up later this year?
1: Yeah. Like I said, uh, you know, I'm I'm going all in on Diablo. Um, I'm treating myself beyond, you know, what I should. But, you know, if if it does come down and it is the right price, Black Friday or or coming into Christmas or the New Year's sale that they do or even the summer night, well, maybe summer sale. Who knows? weirder things have happened, but if the right price comes up, I, I think I would pick this one up and I don't invest in a lot of video games right now. Cause I don't have enough time, but um, two new games in a year. Who do I think I am? <laughs> wow! I know. I know.
0: Oh my gosh. I know. Better talk to that husband of yours. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. I know. Yeah, so if he's smart, he's going to know to make sure to take care of you. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. If he's smart. And you said he's smart. So. There you go. Yeah. I mean,
1: you know, he, he, he surprises everybody once in a while. No, oh. I'm, I'm just kidding. Robbie's okay. wonderful. We give him a lot of crap on the show, but he he's wonderful. It. And he's yes. very smart.
0: Yes, he is. That he is. Uh, I and not in a that. bless
1: your heart kind of way. Like, you know, he's yeah. a very smart guy.
0: I will tell you though that i think this is going to be one of the big hits of the year although we've yeah. seen uh, really good numbers so far from actually a million sold in its first three days for dead island 2 which actually surprised me as we've talked about on the show about dead island 2 10 years in development thought that game was going to be one where okay it took so long to make it out it got mediocre reviews would be passed over real quick but there is still a market for it and i was happy to see that you know it's got initially the kind of sales that they were hoping for so this tells me that with Jedi Survivor coming out two weeks before Zelda comes out, that they're smart enough to realize, hey, we're gonna, we, the door's kind of open for us to go ahead and sell some units, because coming up in two weeks, the world might change with Nintendo as they come out with Zelda and Tears of the Kingdom in the middle of May.
1: Yeah, I, I don't have a Nintendo system, so I, I
0: won't be getting the Zelda game. Oh, but I... I've got my Switch I'm looking at. So I, I know <laughs> some young ones that might be interested, if, and I might have to lean that way, but we'll see. I know that that game is going to be just huge and expansive. I really don't know how they are, they're able to pack in so much into a Zelda game on a that. Uh, I don't want to say low end, but uh, how should I say a less powerful system such as the sure. Nintendo Switch? But we're going to find out. So, but first, there's a deep and rich world that's out there with Star Wars. Jedi Survivor, the sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. What are your thoughts out there on Star Wars Jedi Survivor and Jedi Fallen Order, the whole series as Jedi Survivor hits consoles this week and it's already out there. So go ahead and get it. So please let us know your thoughts on Star Wars Jedi Survivor PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com Alright Melinda, we're going to go ahead and knock this out. Okay. Because Xbox, it's pending sale or pending purchase acquisition of Activision has hit a snag. Mm. Because in the UK, in the United Kingdom, where we have many radio stations that we play on, and thank you so much, shout out to the UK for allowing us to be on the radio over there. The Competition and Markets Authority this week has put a block on Microsoft's pending purchase of Activision Blizzard for roughly $69 billion and for a while for a long while it was all about call of duty call of duty call of duty being at the center of all this as far as being a game or an ip or franchise that was going to only be put out exclusively on xbox xbox then said it was going to make 10 year deals to any platform that wanted it nintendo took it up on its offer a couple other platforms took it up on this offer but Uh, Sony never responded on that Sony has been vehemently arguing with the UK and US here as far as trying to get the sale blocked and in its initial statement they have indicated that one of the main reasons why that is being blocked for now is because of cloud gaming and what that would do a purchase of Activision would do to cloud gaming market in the UK moving forward which gave them some great concerns and then the, I guess a, a supplemental statement after Microsoft, you know, totally in a statement said that you guys have absolutely no clue what you're talking about. And I, I just actually just condensed the verbiage of what they said. They said it in a much nicer fashion. <laughs> I but was going
1: to say, that's aggressive.
0: <laughs> essentially, they say, it was a little bit of an aggressive tone, but essentially yeah. they said, you have no idea what you're talking about when it comes to gaming. Ah, uh, the the CMA came back with a little bit more on on how Call of Duty might be not able to be played on a Nintendo platform, so they don't see how it's, Nintendo can actually benefit from this as well. So again, it comes to a point where the sales being holed up. I've you and I've gone back and forth, and you and I will continue to go back and forth. Tj is actually said, I want to get on the show and I want to go ahead and talk to that, Melinda, about this, you know, your thoughts on it. But again, it comes down to the point where right now it's all up in the air. There's an appeals process. There's still the pending judgment and and court case that may have to go through on the US end. There's still more stuff that has to go through on the UK end. But for right now, the purchase by Xbox and Microsoft of Activision is now on hold. I am
1: honestly... I'm shocked.
0: I, I was, really am. I was shocked too as well.
1: Yeah, I I can't believe that somebody was like, "Can we just can we just pause just can we just a second? Cuz there's some stuff that we don't quite understand here and we need to make sure that this is right before we just say yes, okay." Um so I I applaud the caution, I suppose. Um but so the cloud gaming, when you when you say that, do you just mean like the digital purchases
0: that are no, stored just like that's just, just everything is stored on the cloud you know as right. far as let's say your games like for instance uh xbox games pass xbox games pass is essentially cloud gaming because you get it from the cloud you actually download it to whatever or sometimes you run it straight off the cloud itself right so uh you know you have those options and they're saying that uh, the activision pur- purchase would give them an unfair advantage in that marketplace when Cloud gaming takes up a. St- when you look at the statistics, cloud gaming still, at this point in time, does not make a huge dent in the video game industry, especially in the UK. I mean, it's, we're talking we're talking a futures market for the cloud gaming platform for the most part when it comes to the UK market and also even the US uh, market to an extent as well. But you know, to me, I just think again, I'm I'm just think it's it's the wrong move. I think it's something that, you know, my opinion, I think they still have they're just trying to find reasons to stall or stop this purchase from happening simply because there are certain forces at work, in my own opinion, that want to prevent this from happening for whatever reasons, whether it's because Sony is, you know, influencing this or whether it's just their sheer anger towards uh, Microsoft or Xbox. Something is is a little fishy. I don't know what. I don't know what specifically, but they're trying to find reasons. But your thoughts on this? Because really, something is a little bit curious going on in the UK.
1: Well, well yeah, it it really was uh, surprising that this is that they decided to to put a pause
0: on it. I because really, the European th- Union, the US, they still have yet to make a decision on this formally.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I I don't necessarily uh think that it's it's good business for uh, like PlayStation for example but you know I I feel like Activision Blizzard they they need a cultural change in their company you know we we do know that they've had some pretty serious allegations floating around out there and you know it could do a lot inside the company but you can also change company culture without having to sell it to an entity do you know what i mean like you
0: there is a way
1: to turn that company culture around
0: there has been for quite some time starting at the top with bobby kotick one of the video game industry's most despised individuals as far as how he's run his company yet he still sits on top and is waiting for his golden parachute to go ahead and land on as soon as this deal gets done so he's going to profit he's going to profit either which way there's just no way out of that
1: Perhaps his golden parachute is what's the holding the whole thing up. Could you imagine?
0: Uh, I, I would i I could imagine that. but still, like you said, there's been several cases of harassment uh, yeah. work in the workplace for that company over the years. And again, I think a, a fresh outlook and a fresh buyer and a fresh owner would probably not only be best for that company but also for the library, the extended library of Activision titles that are absolutely ignored because this company, is only focusing on Call of Duty and a couple other titles. World of Warcraft, this was well, Overwatch. How many active titles do they really have going on in Activision? For $69 billion companies, let's just say that's their, you know, because that's what their, their, the purchase is being value added. Well, How many actually IPs do they actually have active and running continuously outside of what we see of Call of Duty?
1: Yeah, I, I suppose. I mean, those, those are all good points, but I guess... I'm just, uh, yeah, I I, I think the conclusion that I'm coming to as we're talking about this is that uh, you're probably right. There is something odd happening here. Don't know what it is. Can't imagine what it could be, really.
0: You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. or follow Retro City Games on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest deals and new items. Without a doubt, there's no better place to go for your gaming needs than your friends at Retro City Games. Hey, there's just something fishy. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's not. The cloud gaming is a reach. In my opinion, the cloud gaming platform is a reach. And, and again, in later statements, uh, the CMA has talked about how, you know, they don't think it'll, it will be able to play on Nintendo platforms as far as the Call of Duty. Nothing has been on the Switch as far as Call of Duty. I get that. Or very little has been on uh, as far as Call of Duty. I get that. But going forward, if they've offered Nintendo a 10-year platform for it and are willing to make games, you know, it, no, you're not going to get the quality on the Switch that you are of Xbox and, and PlayStation currently. but. Who's to say Nintendo isn't developing a Switch Pro that is going to go ahead and match those capabilities?
1: Yeah, I suppose there's a there we could see a massive market disrupt dis- disruption coming our way from Nintendo. There's no way to really know, I suppose. As you know, I on per, a personal level because I'm PlayStation, not Xbox, and I'm worried about you know some of my favorite titles becoming Xbox exclusive, even if that is uh, you know 10 years down the road. Uh, I think that, and maybe there has been, and I just didn't see, uh, an article or anything about it, but I do think that some of their larger titles, like a call of duty and, and all of that kind of stuff. I I do think that they should have to have something in there that says that these will never attempt to make these console exclusive.
0: That I have a problem with. Again, you know, if you buy a company for $70 million, Mm -hmm. you should be able to dictate how you want to. You know, if, if Melinda, you you purchase the Pop Culture Cosmos for me for a whopping $69 billion. And please do so if you like. I just want yeah. to let you know. Absolutely. I'll call the bank
1: right after this. I'll call the bank.
0: Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> you can go ahead and change whatever formats you like. If you wanted to do a Wednesday show, if you wanted to change the name, whatever. You purchased it for $70 billion. You go ahead and do what you want within legal means. And you know, Xbox has made so many considerations and bent over backwards in so many different ways in order to try to get this deal passed. I think they've done enough to go ahead and say, you know what? We need to get this thing through.
1: I I don't know. I, I still don't trust it. But you know i'm always looking for some kind of backdoor deal that's being done that we're just not aware of yet so well there's probably um, always
0: backdoor deals being done my gosh it's it's you know upper business whether it's the any type of entertainment or regular business my gosh there's always backdoor deals being done
1: yeah i'm just i'm cautious about it i don't know i mean i realize that we're in nevada and that really is you know it turns out a report came out a couple of weeks ago that uh, we're like one of the most video game obsessed states in the United States. So there you go. Yay for us. Uh, yeah. We'd rather stay inside in the summer because it's 120 degrees outside and I'll be playing Diablo 4 anyway. So I'm not going to see the sun. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> but again, it just you know, there's not that many things that Activision is currently dipping their toes into to right. put out there for gamers when they have a laundry list a mile long of IPs that they could go ahead and turn to and develop. And they're just not choosing to do that because they know it makes the money and that's all they choose to make the money and not going ahead and venturing out into other things that gamers might potentially like if they were brought back to life or even created from scratch. So that's what I'm saying is that all those things, all those side uh, development studios that were once producing games back in the 2000s or late 2000s, the early 2010s, all those studios are now just focused in on a small amount of games. And I think that a purchase by Xbox would widen that and allow for more opportunities for more great gaming for anyone out there.
1: Yeah, I, I see. I, I really do. Uh, I see what you're saying. I see where you're going. I see the point of it. The deal still just doesn't taste right in my mouth.
0: And I don't think it ever will, no matter how no, hard it, I try. It
1: probably won't. And I'm I'm so sorry to TJ. I don't I don't want I don't mean to get him upset with me. But... Let me
0: talk to her.
1: <laughs> right? I mean, we're fans of each other from a distance. It's so funny. But you know, He's it's awesome. just just like it, you.
0: Both you two are awesome. On the show. Just, I just appreciate it.
1: Oh, it's adorable. Um, but really, I just think that don't worry. It, and making it Xbox exclusive, like it just doesn't feel right. It feels like you're punishing the wrong people. I just I think guess. if you
0: buy something that that amount, you should be able to dictate what you want to do with it. 70 billion dollars should allow you to go ahead and see the future as how you see fit for that company. And again, I think for all purposes, you know, they have bent over backwards and made it available for other options, for other purposes, for other game systems and they have offered playstation that same deal which playstation has turned down so far to this point and nintendo they talk about how nintendo systems are not able to play call of duty games to the level of playstation and xbox again i don't think nintendo wants to uh, you know show out their hand just yet that they've got something along the way that will play it at a comparative level but i have a feeling you know the the even though the Switch has sold over 100 million units, is one of the greatest-selling units of all time. It is about or closing in on the time for a new Switch Pro or something to come out that's going to supplant the original Switch.
1: Sure, yeah, that's just you know that's just smart play by Nintendo right there, really.
0: But yeah, I think Nintendo's just like you know in the in the GIF of Michael Jackson eating the popcorn, just watching this fight take place. Oh,
1: they've chosen a side.
0: They've chosen the side of Zelda. They've that's gone green,
1: they not blue, is what they've done, and yeah, that's they, that's fine. I see you, Nintendo. That's fine.
0: And their decisions happen, but they've actually worked and they've actually talked to each other as far as working with each other down the line. Yeah. yeah so uh, they see that the the issues within, they see the concerns, but they also see the benefits from it as well. But who knows what will happen? You know, there's an appeal process. There's still the U.S. to come. There's still the European Union. Uh, overall to talk about is whether or not they're going to go ahead and approve the sale and maybe again an appeals process to the UK's CMA in order to go ahead and get that overturned and get the sale done. We'll see what happens. But it is the most talked about subject in video gaming. It is the now very much pending sale, very much pending with under underscored pending right there for you because we have no idea what's going to happen now with Xbox's wanting to acquire Activision. So we'll see what happens. Activision and Blizzard, but you have thoughts on all of this that's going on. Please let us know your thoughts. Cosmos at Yahoo.com. Well, my friend it has been a fantastic episode. You kicked butt as always, even when it means that we don't agree on something, you still just, you put out <laughs> your thoughts, you leave them out to dry right there. You put them out all on the table and I got to go ahead and take it all in because they're very sound and like your husbands, they're very smart and well oh. thought out. So
1: yep. before
0: we head on out, getting you off that track, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on Disney Plus this weekend as they debut a movie which did not come to theaters in Peter Pan and Wendy with Jude Law playing Hook?
1: I'm going to watch it just to see Jude Law's interpretation of Hook.
0: Okay.
1: Really. I'm intrigued it can't by be that. any worse
0: than Dustin Hoffman.
1: <laughs> I mean, it will always have a very soft place in my heart. That particular uh, pairing of Doctor uh, Doctor Hook, no Captain uh, Hook,
0: and yeah, and Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman. Uh, yeah,
1: so good, Rufio. It's so great. It's wonderful. Um, oh,
0: but I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, not a lot of people did.
1: Well, no, I I was in,
0: I was I think I was just the right age. It's garnered more love since then. Like all things, it's garnered yeah. more love since then. What was bad then is not so bad now. So yeah.
1: Man, I had such a crush on Rufio though. Oh man, kidding me with that hair? Woo!
0: Child. (laughs) Robbie's be walking. Hey Rufio! Robbie's like, what is wrong
1: with you? What are you talking about? He asks himself what's wrong with me all the time, I'm sure.
0: (laughs) Fair enough indeed. But the thing I want to ask you is, is there a reason why you don't think it came out to theaters? You know, it's a possibility and and the fact is that maybe it's just a movie because I just did not think would do well at the box office. Similar to what we saw with Ghosted, which is you know has Ana de Armas and Chris Evans. You figured they would have should have put it out there. Netflix did with those kind of names out for a couple of weeks, see what happens. But though they decided to slap it right on Netflix. They're doing the same thing again here with Disney Plus. This again is something that maybe they should have considered otherwise because again you know. This, unless it's not really received well, I got to go ahead and check the reviews here while you're talking. So let me hear your thoughts on why they didn't put it out to theaters and just straight, send it straight to Disney Plus. Just the thing we were talking about leading out f- from CinemaCon, what all these movie theaters and movie were hoping for, and all these movie companies were saying. So I
1: mean, Gerald, we you know, we uh, we we give Disney a bit of a hard time where you have weeks and weeks and weeks of no real new content between Marvel shows and and Star Wars shows. So, I mean, should this movie have gone to theaters? I, I That's just a question that only the people making the decisions are going to be able to answer, unfortunately. To me, when a show goes directly to streaming, it's like when shows used to go or movies used to go directly to DVD. It's probably a stinker, probably not like a bad, bad movie. But it's probably one that is better left to, you know, amuse the kids on a Friday night when they have a couple of friends over for a sleepover. You're going to make some popcorn. Everybody gets their little sleeping bags and camps out in the living room. That, to me, is what this kind of movie looks like. I I think it it sets things up correctly for that kind of an experience at home. And I would much rather have, you know, a group of kids at my house watching a movie than trying to wrangle them all (laughs) in a movie theater. It's like hurting kittens sometimes. It's shocking.
0: Kind of weird. Also, as well, we have not seen any thoughts on reviews of it yet. So that tells me when something is usually released to reviewers right before its release, mm. or on the day of release, or not get sent to reviewers at all. That's not a good sign either. So that may be another reason why this movie was sent to Disney Plus.
1: But could you imagine if it was the opposite reason? They're like, "This is this movie is gold. We just need to get it in front." I've of only people. seen it
0: happen a couple times where. Yeah. Yeah, something is just like, you know, not been sent to reviewers for maybe uh, like for reasons they don't want to go ahead and and put spoilers out there really early. So, yeah, yeah, they and and it came out to be reviewed good. Usually it's not a good sign.
1: Yeah. But I don't know. I'm today, I shall, well, not today as a whole, but today, right now, for this conversation that we're having about this movie, uh, I'm going to play The Optimist and I'm going to say maybe that's what it is. Okay. Because they have said that they've changed elements of the Peter Pan story, right?
0: I hope so. I, I don't mean, know. There's not a whole lot on. I've only seen one trailer on it. Yeah, so. I guess
1: it's kind of what Disney does, though, isn't it? They change movies or stories to fit. Anyways, I we don't need to talk about all of that right now. But you know, maybe it's enough of a change that they didn't want reviewers and stuff to spoil it. So that could be a reason why you're having a hard
0: time finding a review for it. Could be. Could be indeed. But we'll yeah. see. But are you watching? peter pan and wendy on disney plus this weekend let us know your thoughts pop cosmos at yahoo.com all right my friend i think super mario brothers is going to have one last really good weekend before gotg comes out next week volume three because are you there god it's me margaret big george foreman the miraculous story of the once and future heavyweight champion of the world polite society and sisu which could be a very under-the-radar movie. Sisu, by the way, I hear it's getting a lot of good buzz uh, as far as an action movie is concerned. Those movies are probably not going to come anywhere near what we see from Super Mario Brothers. Any last thoughts on that before we head on out?
1: Yeah, no, I've, I'm in the same boat as you for this one. I, I don't think that any of those movies are going to really uh, break the the runaway freight train that has been the Super Mario's movie.
0: Well, if you haven't heard enough talk from Melinda and I on movies, guess what we're doing next week. We're talking movies. We're talking movies. (laughs) It's our big summer movie preview as GOTG volume three kicks off the summer movie season next week. We'll share some initial thoughts on that. Plus also some of the great movies coming over the next few months as well during the summer that maybe one or two Melinda might go to. I know I'm going to (laughs) probably go to, but we'll see. I don't know if any of them. We'll we'll see if one gets her out to the movies. We'll we'll see if we can determine that. But I know she has a lot of good thoughts on the movies. So please join us next week for the summer movie preview. And then also, if everything goes well, for Monday's show, I've got John Orlando from the PVD cast coming back because I'm – I'm really stressed out. I'm really wrestling stressed out by all the weird stuff and all the strange stuff and all the dumb stuff that's going on in the world of pro wrestling. So I think I need a therapy <laughs> session, Melinda. <laughs> I think I need a therapy session with Dr. John Orlando from the PVD cast. And that's coming up on Monday, just to well, let you know
1: as well. Well, thank goodness you get to talk to somebody about it because I know, I understand.
0: I'm lying on the couch in his office, and I'm going to do that on Monday. Looking forward to it. I'm hoping everything all goes well. Be, if he booked enough time for me, he's a really busy guy, Dr. John Orlando from the PBD cast. So I'm hoping yeah. for that. For that for So mm-hmm. yes, Really wrestling stressed. Yes. So, I
1: understand. Yeah. I, I do. I get it.
0: I'm stressed from CinemaCon this week, and this weekend I'm stressed out from pro wrestling. <sighs> what can I say? Pop culture <laughs> just gets me stressed. <laughs> so for Melinda Barkhouse Ross, this is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the PCC Multiverse. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great day. Listening to a Weebie Geeks Network podcast. Tangent Found Network. Let your voice be heard. TangentFoundNetwork.com. Thanks
1: so much for downloading the Pop Culture Cosmos and stay tuned as more great podcasts are on the way. Thanks again for listening to us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos.